Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I don't think that's even a question or an issue. He's only been out for a few days, so I don't think there's any any reintegration to be had. It's like being out a quarter for six minutes. We can't wait to have him back and how his teammates feel. And excited to have a guy that's so impactful and, and uh, such a good player and such a big part of what we do. That's Quint Snyder talking about reintegrating Mike Conley. It's been out a few days. It's like a quarter. It's a question of the morning for us up on the Facebook page. What do you expect out of Mike Conley in his first game back? And I guess Quinn Snyder's answer would be Mike Conley. The full Mike Conley. You got any doubts, PK? Well, I'm just glad his first name isn't Monty because that would be a little awkward then if we had the full Monty. But, yeah, I have some doubts because it's been a crazy season for him and they've been playing well. Well, that's only two games, as Coach Snyder has said. But sure, yeah, I have a little bit of doubt. A couple other things to watch in this game. Is Denver going to keep shooting the three ball? An outrageous 51%, 51.5, whatever it is here. Over 50% through the first two games. Unless they've turned into a team full of Kyle Corvers here. They had to come back to earth, PK. That's about 15 points better than they shot during the regular season. They were right in the middle of the league. They had to cool off a little bit. That ought to help the Jazz a little bit. Yeah, don't forget Kyle Macy either. He was a long-distance Famous Kyles. Let's go. I got nothing else, actually. (laughs) Really? I wouldn't even come up with Kyle Macy. Uh, Kuzma? Hit us, people. Tweet at us. Famous Kyles. We're ready. Jazz and Nuggets at 2 o'clock today. We'll get to uh, more of your expectations for Mike Conley, your expectations for Game 3 coming up in the next segment. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, will be here at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Listen, if they don't win this year, LeBron's not getting any younger. This is going to be a big hit on his legacy. And I've already said he's not a top five player of all time. If the Lakers don't win a championship, let alone lose in the first round, I don't want to hear none of this GOAT talk no more. That's Paul Pierce, the former Celtic, not having any of it. And obviously uh, the Lakers are the one seed. Get the fourth title. There's a lot of guys sitting around with four, five, and six titles, PK. So if you're just going to count titles and go first team all time, I get Paul Pierce's quote. It it sounds like even if LeBron gets the title, he's not putting him in there, though. In where? The top five. I mean, that was pretty dismissive. Yeah, he wasn't leaving. In his mind, he wasn't leaving any question mark. (laughs) He was ready to kick him out of the top five already. Well, he doesn't have him in the top five, so how can you be kicked out? if you're Well, on behalf of the people who do have him in the top five. I mean, the, but yes, I get your point. It's not top five. Yeah, to it's him. just opinion, though. I mean, that's what he thinks. And you look at his generation. He grew up in the uh, within minutes walking distance to the form when he was a kid over there in Inglewood. So I mean, you're going to go to your frame of reference. And so Paul's going to his frame of reference as far as his contemporaries when he played obviously and then also too when he was growing up makes sense 
It's opinion, so he's entitled to have his. Lakers got game two, even their series with the Blazers. It was a blowout, 111-88. to Damian Lillard dislocated the index finger on his left hand in the third quarter. X-rays are negative, though. Lillard's saying he's going to play in game three, which I would expect index finger on the offhand. I would expect he would be able to play with that. Yeah, I mean, he's from Oakland. Oakland guys are tough, man. That's just the way it is. And so they had a bad game, and they were due. I mean, they've been playing at a high level for a number of times now, and they were due to have a bad shooting night and all that, and it kind of sort of came together. And, and that way, if I'm Portland, and not that Lillard didn't – he didn't suck, but he was nowhere near where he'd been. So it had to happen at some point here. It, it's funny because you look at these two series – in the West with the, uh, well, there's actually three that are tied 1-1, right? Yes. And so I could argue that the that the Lakers and Jazz lead 1-1. They got the momentum. They won well, big they in big game blowout. two. Yeah. Yeah. We figured and you out. Particularly for the Jazz. You, know, you got Conley coming back. That's a shot in the arm, obviously. And then you lost in OT, and then you blew him out in the second game. So even though it's 1-1, yeah, you'd have to say the Jazz have it right now. So, and that's the way I feel with the Lakers, too. And the only series that is 2-0 is Houston and Oklahoma City. The Rockets beating the Thunder 111-98. Chris Paul called himself out. He's got to get going. I don't think he's going to make a difference. Yeah, well, it's obviously the Rockets have the momentum when you're up 2-0. Over in the East, the Bucks right the ship. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 28 points and 20 boards. Bucks beat the Magic 111-96, so that series is 1-1. And Miami's up 2-0. They beat the Pacers 109-100. Quadruple header today. The Jazz are at 2. The Clippers and Mavericks are the primetime game at 7 o'clock. Adam Silver making some news. The NBA commissioner says December 1, not so fast. They want fans in the arena. They don't want to have to restart in a bubble. So looking to push the start of the next NBA season back a bit. 2021. How quickly in 2021. (laughs) At this point, he can say whatever he wants. I don't think we're going to hold him to any date. We'll just assume that this thing's uh, mobile. He did reference, uh, you know, wanting the fans in the arena and the fact that uh, they were hearing good news on the vaccine front. So maybe wait for that. And put some fans in the arena and make some more money. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I'm locked into these playoffs. Thinking about the draft lottery, the Western Conference is going to get the top two picks in the draft. Minnesota 1, Golden State 2. Then Eastern teams are like the next seven. You know, actually, no, I have not been thinking about the draft lottery. And I was thinking about that last night as to why I have not been thinking about the draft lottery. I haven't paid a lick of attention on who should be drafted where. Normally, well, obviously it would have been done by now, but you start to hone in on that with the NCAA tournament, and we were denied the NCAA tournament, so we haven't had like a John Morant get to see him on a bigger stage, and you know Gordon Hayward way back when, guys that we didn't really know about, and then they come out, uh, you know, metaphorically of nowhere and play real well, and then we start thinking the draft, and then at least for me. In May, early, I think it's like the first week of May, you start thinking about the draft combine, and they put it on ESPN. So I watch it and try to get some information about guys, particularly if the Jazz, the the rare times they've had high picks. And then the Jazz bring in guys to work out, 
and you start thinking about that. So it's on your mind. They send you emails. These guys will be working out today. These guys will be available to the media. And then we used to have Walt Perrin. He's gone now with the Knicks. And he would talk about that stuff. So you had on your mind the draft. Well, I haven't had my mind on the draft in weeks and months. So, no, I have not been thinking about the draft at all. You know, the the players who are projected at the top of the draft are also guys who uh, we largely didn't see because we're watching the Jazz, we're watching the other best NBA games, and we're watching the regional league. So we're not seeing Anthony Edwards at Georgia, who's supposed to be one of the top picks. Yeah, I saw him. James Wiseman at Memphis. About Wiseman Did you and, see him much? Ball. Well, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, like Lamelo Ball games. wasn't playing in the U.S. So, Obi Toppin at Dayton. I have to say, I didn't see Dayton. No, I saw him. I, in fact, I voted for him for Wooden Player of the oh, Year. Oh, you did? He's your guy? Yeah. Well, those are the four. Out of those. Uh, well, I saw him enough. If Minnesota's going to do it right. And right now, you look at the West, it's like, poor Minnesota next year. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea who they'd be interested in yeah. drafting. I, as I say, I haven't paid a lick of attention to it. Minnesota 1, Golden State 2, and then Charlotte, Chicago, and Cleveland. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I don't think he understands who he is. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he's really grounded and really humble in who he is as a person. And But I don't think he realizes he's Patrick Mahomes, like the superstar that walk in Subway and get a free sandwich. Tyron Matthew there says Mahomes doesn't understand who he is, MVP, Super Bowl champ. And that's the bar that's got to be cleared. Can you walk into Subway and get a free sandwich, PK? Because I can't do it. I have to pay. Can you walk in and get a free sandwich? I have no idea what uh, – I, I, I don't want one. But uh, I have no idea what Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew is saying. I really don't. Uh, uh, that he's a – that Mahomes it, it is – It sort a, of bothers me that, that rich people get free stuff. That Mahomes is understated and doesn't carry himself like a mega superstar and arrogant and blowing people off. And well, man, oh, you know who I am. In that clip. I, I, I don't know what he means. He didn't unless there was. I'm sure there was an extended clip, but on that statement, I, I don't understand what Matthew's trying to say. Des Bryant left his workout with the Ravens. No deal yet. Bryant, Des Bryant trying to resume his career. Hasn't played for uh, since he was with the Cowboys in uh, 2017. And Washington coach Ron Rivera diagnosed with cancer. Says he continues plans to continue uh, coaching uh, as a uh, carcinoma in a lymph node. Uh, he says it's very treatable and curable. I'm planning to go on coaching. Doctors encouraged me to do it, too. They said, if you feel strongly, do it. Don't slow down. Do your physical activities. But everyone keeps telling me by week three or four, you'll start feeling it. And PK, you actually have some experience in this area. By week three or four, (laughs) people are feeling it. People who have a strong will, who don't like to be told what to do, especially by you since they're married to you. But lying yeah, in bed, I yeah, saw that. Yeah. Lying in bed is option A, option B, and option C. And the only thing to really get you out of bed is going to the bathroom to be sick, and then you're back to bed. Yeah, there's going to be some time he's going to be down. But as he said, the good news is, yeah, particularly in, the, in our situation, and hopefully for his too, is it was treatable and it was called in the early stages, blah blah blah, and so it was very treatable and curable. I think uh, I can remember sitting in the office and saying, oh, there's about an 80% chance that this thing will uh, work out okay. It'll be hard, 
but it'll be workout okay. And I just, I, I'll never forget that moment. Obviously, I mean that was uh, something that was a huge, huge sigh of relief there in a in a very tense situation. And so hopefully for Coach Rivera, that's the same thing. But yes, uh, there's going to be some uh, a few difficult times ahead. You just that's just the way it is, man, for everybody. And well, so uh, I hope he gets on the other side of it. I always hear how much attitude matters, and it sounds like he's got the right one. So that's another thing he's got going for him, you know, positive and uh, upbeat and something to look forward to, and all those things tend to help. The mind is a powerful thing. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. What has been your career history defending the option in your uh, football career? Um, I've, I've had zero. Yep. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) That's Jay Drew, Deseret News, to BYU defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki. Obviously, Navy's the opener, and Navy runs the option. And zero is a... Right, yeah, yeah, and Army Army after that, too. And obviously, PK, this is kind of a weird deal because for so many years, we saw Air Force every year. Here, we saw them twice because they're playing BYU in Utah. It's weird to hear a local coach have zero experience against the option. And over time, I think you find that really matters. The more you play the option, the better you get at it. It's never easy, but the better you get at it. No, we've seen as recently as when Colorado decided to play Air Force and Air Force carved them up. You're not playing it. It's a funky offense, right? Obviously. And so that, that makes that game even that much more intriguing to see what they're going to do uh, and who's going to run it. You know, you have to, just because if you took up a couple things that, that come to my mind, you have to know what to do, obviously. Assignments sound, yeah. not to say that during the time. <laughs> but then also on the other side, who's running it? You know, and Malcolm Perry was just absolutely brilliant. I can make a case that in since the service academies became exclusively, uh, I guess Georgia Tech has run it too, but uh, for the teams that have run it, Malcolm Perry was the best of the best, and he's gone now. I mean, he was just incredible, absolutely was incredible, so fun to watch. And so I don't know how the new fellow, I, I saw the other day they were looking at uh, the guy who was listed as the third team on the depth chart when, when uh, they never really had spring ball. But when they put out a depth chart, that he is uh, maybe might be in the lead. We'll have to see. It's still a couple more weeks, obviously. But who's running that thing makes a huge, huge difference. So that might give BYU a little bit of advantage. Not to say that the player who ends up winning the job is not proficient at it. I don't know. TCU starting quarterback Max Duggan will be out indefinitely after being diagnosed with an undisclosed health condition. It was discovered... Uh, thanks to COVID-19 testing protocols, head coach Gary Patterson, because of all the things we had in place, Max has a condition that he's had his whole life, and we caught it. So, didn't really go into what it is, but they caught it, PK. But well, that TCU, sounds like good news. That's good news, yes. And then on the field, TCU will now uh, need a new quarterback because he's out indefinitely. So... And Mississippi's governor took a shot at the Pac-12 and Big Ten. Tate Reeves, the governor of uh, Mississippi, announced there will be no tailgating at games in the state this fall, which is a big deal because Old Miss and the Grove and all that. Mississippi State. I know this will not be popular, but there will be no game day social gatherings around stadiums, rallies, parties, tailgates. It's no fun, but it's what allows the athletes to play. I'd still rather be in the SEC with no tailgates than the Pac-12 or the Big Ten with no football. 
Zing. So he took a shot at those conferences, is he that what you're saying? He took a shot. Well, then my guess is he'd be a Republican. Mississippi governor, that'd be my guess. Florida State is going to have tailgating. They announced they are going to have tailgating. But only three hours ahead of time. Oh, okay. Okay, only, but only three hours. How about if you just tailgate at home, then? Can they deny you that? No. No. <laughs> you sit in the driveway before you pull out and put the tailgate down and eat whatever it is you're going to eat. Or if you're saying Utah's not scheduled to play this year, and obviously we're familiar with the geography, and so rather than have it on their grounds where they set up and they put porta potties and all that type of stuff, could you just go to a local park that's nearby? I guess to put, depending on your local that's city rules, yeah, yeah, you probably could. I don't know if they got you know rules on gatherings or whatever, but yeah, why not? DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. In the air to right field. Towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. Grand slam for Eric Osmer. For the first time in Major League history, a team has hit a grand slam in four consecutive games, and that team is the San Diego Padres. Eric Osmer. Padres beat the Rangers 8-7 to in 10 innings. Padres play the Rangers four times, and they hit a grand slam in all four. And now they're done with them for the year. Don't get to see those guys again. That's too bad. Well, that was working out well. Series. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I'll hold my breath for that one. Oakland's back at it. Matt Chapman homered twice. Athletics beat the Diamondbacks 5-1 the final. And Houston, hot, eight in a row now. Beat the Rockies 10-8. to eight. Actually, I think they're headed to San Diego next. I think that's who the, uh, who the Padres get. And the Tampa Bay Rays sweeping a road series in New York. Hadn't done that in a half dozen years, but they get it done. They beat the Yankees 10-5, the final. Yeah, they're in first place now, man. They're 17-9. and nine. Angels manager Joe Madden calling out Giants reliever Sean Anderson. Fastball too close to the head of Mike Trout two days after he threw two other fastballs near Trout's head. Enough is enough, Madden said after the Angels lost 10-5. This is the major leagues. There's a level of accountability here also. I don't want to use the word irresponsible loosely, but in that situation you pretty much knew it was going to happen again. And I'm not accusing the guy of doing anything on purpose. I'm just saying he doesn't command his fastball enough in order to know what's where it's going. Well, I think Madden's right. I agree with him. So do you think he really does think he's doing it on purpose? No. Or you really think he's just a dangerous pitcher because he's too wild? There's no need to do it on purpose. There's no history. Trout hasn't done anything. This is the Giants and the Angels. They have no history together. I, I can't imagine what, what well, the Why would there be a reason? Be. Yeah. There's I, I no backstory. Nothing, there's none that I'm aware of. And they don't play each other, obviously. This is the rare time under these circumstances, keeping it local, that they're playing each other. In a spring training, they play each other, but I follow it close enough that I would have heard it. But yeah, uh, three up and ins. Uh, just you got there is a level of accountability there, and so you can't do that. And if it, even if it, if it gets away, then get out. You're not good enough to be up there. Cal Ripken Jr. announced he's made a full recovery from prostate cancer. Turned 60 next week. He was diagnosed in February during a routine checkup. Underwent surgery in March. Said scans and tests since March indicate he is cancer-free. That's great. Two cancer stories this morning. DJ and PK.
Hashtag RSL. Major League Soccer restarting in home cities. RSL is going to be at Colorado, 7 o'clock. It's the way they, ironically, same club they restarted against in the bubble in Florida, and they played well in that one. So even though they haven't played for a few weeks here, expectations go in, get a result, get a win, at least get a point, but ideally get a win. Uh, The game's on KMYU, and they're going to be playing twice a week here for a while as they try to get in as many games as they can. Hoping to play 18 games here, and they will be also will be home next Wednesday against LAFC, and they're going to let a limited number of fans in. Several uh, several stadiums are trying that. It's outdoors and 5,000 people in a 20,000 seat stadium. So we'll see how that works out, PK, as they do it right before the NFL does it, and then the NBA will try to do it indoors, which is probably a little trickier, but probably on its way too. Fans back at games. You had it with the virtual fans and the cardboard cutouts and the teddy bears getting hit by baseballs? Well, I had it from day one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting fans back into these games is absolutely uh, important. It's another sign of progress in our country, yeah. High school games, little league games, professional games, college games. Yeah, of course, we all want that. Any slice of normal is better than none at all. Yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener in Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. David Locke coming up at 8 o'clock. Utah Jazz Radio Voice makes his weekly appearance. And Adam Mares from uh, DNVR Sports and host of the Locked on Nuggets podcast at 9 o'clock to kind of give us the Denver perspective on Game 3 today at 2 o'clock. Mike Conley. Yeah, he's got to have one more test, but assuming all goes well there, he's expected back. Your expectations for him? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The Basketball Insiders, he's Steve Kyler. Give us your thoughts on what you've seen from the Jazz and the Nuggets so far. Boy, it probably starts with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you think Mike Conley has to go out for the birth of a child. How's this going to go? Okay, will Utah have enough firepower and Donovan Mitchell? So sure, I do. It's impressive, for sure. And then I think with Denver, as you saw in Game 2 of this series, you know, Gitch was good, Michael Porter was good, but you just didn't get enough from others. You know, you know you're going to need more than that. Typically in a playoff game, four guys in double figures usually gets it done. So we'll see what game three brings. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical, always open during this challenging time. Call us at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Question of the morning, what do you expect out of Mike Conley in his first game back? Josh says 17 floaters. Right-handed floaters. Greg expects him to disrupt the flow. I want to see Mike come off the bench. You're not going to see that. I think you're going to see Mike start. Quinn Sam. Yeah, but then you'll see him come off the bench. It's just for a few <laughs> minutes at the start. Later. After he's subbed out and he subs back in. Yeah. David says, just don't hurt the team. He's got no expectations whatsoever. Yeah, see, uh, that's in direct contradiction to what Quinn Snyder was saying. Yeah. He'll come back. He'll be him. I think the fans have some trepidation here. Quinn doesn't. I can't say I totally blame them. Why? Because everything happened before February 1st? Yes, of course. 
It's been an up and down season. But hasn't well, it been it, up for long enough now that you think it's up? Yes, but that's the very point. Is it's been up and or down and up if you want to go chronologically. If it had been down all the time, then everybody would expect it to stay down. If it had been up all the time, everybody would expect it to be up. But it hasn't been. So logically, there's some trepidation because of the fact that it has been down and up. Ryan says, I'm expecting a great game from Mike. And great play. He's got great playoff experience. He's got leadership. And with that said, if the Jazz happen to lose game three, I'm expecting all the Conley haters the majority of whom know zero about basketball, automatically blame him, even if he played brilliant in the loss. So it's just Conley haters who are ignorant of basketball? Uh, in this guy's opinion, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Ryan Mikey Cheney. So Royce O'Neal haters, they're very intelligent about basketball. Oh, yeah, that's totally different. That's okay. People who want Joe Ingles to shoot more, oh, yeah, they know the game. Well, see, that's an interesting deal right there. Ingles has been sensational in his role. He's not Donovan Mitchell sensational, but in his role, he's been sensational these last two games. Everybody would agree with that. Now, how does that affect it? It's not just Conley coming in and scoring say 18 points just to pick a number. If Joe then only has two or four because he's not in the flow as much and they lose the game, who cares how many points player A and B has. The whole goal, whereas if Joe only has four points and they win, who cares how many points Joe does have or doesn't have? But how is it going to affect affect everybody else? Because clearly Joe's production had been impacted. And then when Conley's out and we need more of Joe, what does Joe do? He steps right up and gives you a whole heck of a lot more consistently. See, if you want to obsess about something, put that right at the top of the list. And I think it goes to Joe's mindset. With Conley gone, he knew when he had a shot, he had to take it. He didn't dare pass up a shot. And now he's going to go back to unselfish Joe and try to move the ball. And am I going to be tweeting out, he needs to take 12 to 15 shots? (laughs) No. Is he going to take 12 to 15 shots? No. (laughs) That's something you can worry about. That pass first, Joe was back, and that that could hurt some possessions. I guess the other X factor in all of this is Donovan's at a whole nother level. How many shots are going to be for Joe to pass up? How often is Conley going to be running pick and rolls? Because shouldn't the Jazz just, as long as Donovan Mitchell is just eating the Denver Nuggets alive, just chewing them up and spitting them out, whatever other cliche you want, then the ball just need to stay in his hands and let him decide and do his thing. At times, not the entire time, but yes, at times, particularly when it matters the most uh, towards the end of the game and whatnot, and I think we will. I think Conley knows full well. He's, I assume he's well aware of what Donovan Mitchell has been doing. He saw it firsthand when he was on the court in the, in the double overtime loss, and he's well aware, and he's a seasoned pro, and I'm thinking at this point it's not about any personal statistics. He's made his money. He's 32 years old. His rep is solidified in the league. Uh, I don't know him personally. I've had zero interaction with him. Uh, but from I've spoken to people who have known him, and they believe he, by all accounts, he's a great person. He understands what the situation is. He knows it's about winning. He's a seasoned veteran for sure. So, yeah, I suspect in my mind that, you know, he's not going to come in ball hungry by any time. He's not hunting for shots here by any stretch. 
It's just how does it affect a couple of the other guys? That, I, I'm not. I'm more not worried about Mitchell. And if Mitchell does it again today, then the stuff that I'd been saying two weeks ago, it uh, beyond my dreams. I felt, and I said it, I was on record, I said I, I just see a different Donovan Mitchell in Orlando, and maybe it goes back to what Kenny Smith said on our air a couple of days back, that Donovan is in his fourth year now, that the layoff has uh, hastened his progress. I wrote a thing, and they put it on a KSL, and hopefully I'm not going to be ruining anybody's day anymore, but I'm back writing for them. And uh, so the lead was uh, sooner than expected, Donovan Mitchell is right on schedule. <laughs> it's, it's like people in the comments, I looked at him. That doesn't make any sense. Well, um, if you follow the quote from Kenny Smith or what Kenny Smith is saying, it does make sense. That's the whole point. It is a contradiction. <laughs> but that's what Kenny Smith was saying. Kenny Smith knows a lot more than I do, so he was saying that consider Donovan Mitchell a fourth-year player, and this is who Donovan Mitchell is going to be in his fourth year. So he's going to, And if he does it, and I've been saying that, but if he does it again today, three straight in a row, where he's just so dominant, my goodness, man, that would be just so awesome. It would be even a little bit better than I expected. But at this point, I have no reason to think that he won't. See, I, ex- so, I, I expect him. I think they've solved whatever it is that Denver's throwing at him. And so I expect he's going to be really good in this series. Now, I don't think he's going to average you know, what he's doing here the rest of his career. The next series will be another set of players, different, you know, different looks. And and so who knows what that's going to bring. But do you think Donovan's coming out with a 15-point game and that he's going to be, what would that be? I don't know, 6 for 18 shooting? I think it's possible because Damon Lillard had an off game. And got hurt in the third quarter before he could have lit it up. And And maybe he would have. He wasn't to that point. You know, Donovan had six points at halftime. If he had hurt his, uh, if he dislocated his finger early in the third quarter, he wouldn't have gone for 21 in the quarter. Uh, he's Donovan Mitchell. Don't doubt him. I don't doubt <laughs> okay. Kobe. I don't doubt MJ. I don't doubt DM. So it's, it's, it's certainly possible, but I'm not expecting I'm expecting him to get 25. 25. Just man, I just blurted out 25. Like yeah. that's like it's nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big game. Yeah, and so really more that. back on his average. Yeah, but if this is what Kenny was saying, and that he's a fourth-year player now, maybe his average in year four would be different and would increase. Well, you, Make it, you can believe it. It's not a stretch to believe that when he comes back. If this is, let's just go with Kenny's thought process. This is the start of year four because they had that break. That would be basically equivalent to the summer off season. So go with that. And this is so maybe this is the fourth year version and the fourth year version of Donovan Mitchell at 24 years of age only stands to reason that it'll be better than the first, second and third year Donovan Mitchell. I completely buy off and sign off on that. It's a pretty logical argument. I do think that when we look at his stats, let's make sure we look at the game and see how Denver plays him. Because if his numbers are going down, then the most likely reason is they've decided we're doubling him in half court, we're getting the ball out of his hands, we're sticking to that, and whatever happens, happens. 
but this guy is not beating us. It's kind of a page. Uh, you know, Rick Majerus really believed in this. I don't think he invented it. He learned it from somebody, and it's been passed on to another generation of coaches. But you know from covering his teams at the U, don't let the best player beat you. And don't leave the second best player if you're doubling the best player. Now, if the third best guy beats you, well, that's the way it goes, you know. But we're not letting the best guy, you know, get the win. And Donovan may not have a lot of assists because, you know, he may throw the ball to, to Conley or Joe and they may pass it to somebody in the corner who hits the shot. And so Donovan doesn't end up with the stats. But if we're watching the game and we see that he forced a double team on every possession and that's why a Jazz teammate got an open shot – then he had an awesome impact on the game, even if the numbers don't follow. Right, and that's where the addition of Mike Conley is outstanding because you're going to need other players, and I want Conley there in that case. And so that's where I go right back to what Quinn Snyder, this is just like missing a quarter, it's no big deal. And so, yes, if Denver decides to do that, that's where Conley steps up and doesn't take away from anything that the other guys are doing on the team. He just adds to it. And as long as he's making shots, and I have no reason to believe that he won't make a fair amount of shots, uh, that everything will be fine. And it will actually be a plus to have Mike be back. And that's my attitude going into this is, of course, you want him back because of those very things. And I want him back even more so now than I did in game one because Donovan has just dominated He's two for two in domination. There's just no doubt about it. And he did it in different ways. And uh, he picked his spots in game two, and it was just incredible to see that he only had six at halftime. And they had a 13-point lead, and other guys were just great. That, that That's the best of both, in my mind, is to have the other guys feeling just tremendous about themselves. You have a 13-point lead. Donovan really hasn't done a whole lot, but then there's still time for him to do stuff. And meanwhile, he's got his teammates there feeling great individually about their game and feeling great collectively about the team's game. To me, that's the best of both. Now, Denver's going to have to put more emphasis on Mitchell. Well, that's where I slide in Mike Conley, because certainly you cannot forget about him at all. You can't even come close to forgetting about him. So it bodes extremely well for the Jazz. I mean, that's the level of optimism. I'm expecting them to win today. I don't know that they will, but I'm expecting it. I'm not predicting that they will. I'm expecting them to win for those very reasons that I just said. And having Conley back, I think that has an opportunity to really strengthen the team. Maybe it blows up, but that's the way I see it right now this morning, a few hours before tip-off. You are totally channeling, even though you didn't play the game at the highest level. You never put your fingers in the dirt, PK. You are totally channeling uh, Pace Mannion and Big T Thurl Bailey. They used to look at halftime at a stat sheet and see uh, when they when they were doing the pre-half and uh, post-game with me, they would look, and that was the Carlos Boozer, Darren Williams era. And they would look at it all the time and say, D-Will has 20 at the half. And Boozer's got 18, and the Jazz are up by three. They're in trouble. They would also look at it and say, Williams has six, and Boozer has 10, and they're shooting like 25% from three, and they're up by four. Oh, they've totally got this game because the best players are going to be who they're going to be. And a quarter and a half ago, but if Williams and Boozer were a little off in the first half and the Jazz had the lead, it's like, these guys are going to get it going. <laughs> they're going to. And so the law of numbers quote even more jazz analysts, will even out. 
And, you know, when you've got that game, too, where Mitchell's sitting on six points and the Jazz have a double-digit lead, that's the kind of thing that had Pace and Thurl going, like, oh, this is going to be a blowout because he's going to get it going and Denver's going to get swamped, which is how it turned out. Yeah, it did, exactly. Justin says, I think Mike's going to come back and be right on his Memphis average, 21-8. and eight. I'm a little worried his size will negatively impact defense and rebounding. Take the defense more than the rebounding. But you know, here's the thing. Moutier played 10 minutes in the first game and 14 in the second. I would assume that as they start to adjust the rotation and Conley gets back and gets his uh, 30 minutes or 35 minutes or whatever it's going to be, that's the first time he gets, you know? Is he really, really Moutier was going to outperform Conley? Uh, I don't see it. I don't see a huge lot of uh, a huge risk here. Although Hunter does. He says rust. Lots of rust. Like a lot of rust over a week. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. And, uh, you know, Mike's got that gym. Gym, right? So uh, I don't know what he was doing. He was gone. It seems to me, I don't know exactly when he left and when exactly he got back, but it seems to me that in that situation, he was gone the minimum amount of time. And so he had it all planned. Once it was obvious that his wife was giving birth, I think that they had it planned. Okay, I can come here. I can be here. I can get back. Uh, follow the protocol, get tested, blah, 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 so I can be back for game three. I don't, I don't think it was, oh, well, everything's good. What should I do? Well, I'll go back to Orlando and uh, see you know, what happens. I think everything, they had it in their mind. There was a game plan here, and once the son was born, everything was cool. Uh, his wife checked out, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, she probably has a family there to assist her and all that stuff, and so they can take care of that, and then he got back. Uh, so he's probably been doing stuff. In in the interim, I don't think he's just been sitting with his feet propped up eating ding dongs, and so maybe he maybe he got some shots up, uh, but whatever they can clear him, he's going to get some shots up. So I really don't worry about any of that stuff about his his individual game. Uh, it, I agree with Coach Snyder 100. percent It's just like it's been a quarter, so to speak. I mean, it's. Just a few days, very, very very small amount of time. So he should be fine there. It's just that you know I'm, I'm I don't I can't say worried. Worried is too strong of a word. Uh, but how is Joe going to be? Because Joe's proven, man. He's a player. He's a player in this league, and he's too valuable just to be uh, another guy on the team. He's just it just is. His his spirit is too valuable, and his production is too valuable. So I'd like to see him getting up 8 to 10 shots. 12 to 15. When Conley wasn't there, he's getting some of Conley's shots, right? Those minutes don't and shots don't pass straight to Moutier. That's not how it works. But is Joe still going to get up 10 shots today? I have my doubts. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that I, can, I can totally see Joe saying, Mike's back. i got to move the ball and get him going. And in the process, he passes up shots for himself. I think that would shock no one who's been watching jazz basketball for the last three or four years. Well, what I don't want to see Joe do is now go back to being Niang. The occasional three not involved? Yeah. I think he'll be involved, he'll have the ball in his hands, but always looking for the Yeah, but not just to swing it. I, 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 I don't want him just to swing it. That's, sometimes you have to swing it, and that's important. But I want to see him involved... 
intricately in the offense like he has been because he's a player he's proven he's a player and he needs to be accounted for he's had two outstanding ball games and what you need that player to do now he's probably not going to have the same level and if they win uh, joe couldn't care less none of us can care less it's all about beating denver whatever it takes and we've known that Joe has the ability to have a major impact in the game, particularly in a role player aspect of it at that level that he's at. And I don't want him to just be neutered, so to speak. I mean, uh, you know, Bob Parker wanted you to neuter your pets. I don't want you to neuter Joe Ingles. All right, we'll leave it with the price is right. We come back, we got more predictions from people. <laughs> Yock, who was applauding you earlier. <laughs> when when you took your shot, you is have, now scrunching up his face like Bob Barker. We do have another BYU game that's been reported. All right, we'll get to that next. DJ and PK, stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. My uh, son's got a friend who is going out of town, and she asked him to cat sit for her. And so we have a cat coming over to our house. I think Scotty's going to be Dr. Evil here in about a day's time. Pet didn't be like, I love you, Mr. Bigglesworth. What was the name of your cat that you had for a while? I don't want to talk about him because I had him only for a short time. And and you, you tweeted out a picture of how proud you were and you got mocked. I did everything I could to, to save that little cat. He had some mental issues. <laughs> I had to get him on Pro's cat. Boo! <laughs> uh, really? I might We're going to just let that go. That might be the worst joke you've ever told. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK. Brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. All right, PK. Yuck. Lighten up like a Christmas tree at the thought of another football game. Yuck, what have you got? Well, we need games, period. But apparently, Brett McMurphy reporting that BYU will host Western Kentucky at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Halloween night. Or Halloween, I guess. Scary. Oh, I see what you did there. Very good. <laughs> the Hilltoppers coming to you out of Conference USA, PK. Coming off a 9-4 and four season. Yeah, any game is good game. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not what they wanted. Uh, I was over at... Uh, Tim Daly, Southtown, yesterday, talking to one of the guys, and he said, oh, man, it's a shame, you know, they had all those P5s, and now they don't have them. He said, ah, maybe they would have lost to them. I said, yeah, yeah, probably some of them, but, you know, last year they beat some of them, too. Last year was one of the crazier years you're going to have. And now they're not going to have any P5s, but under circumstances, I don't care. They don't care at all. It's a scramble. You're going to get what you're going to get. I mean, between right. two leagues saying that you're not, they're not playing games at all, then the third league says we're not playing any non-conference games. I still can't believe the SEC said that. I can't. They're the SEC. They're all in on everything. It figures that if, if college football doesn't happen in fall, don't you think they're going to be the last conference out of the pool? I mean, they are going to. I can't believe that after the ACC will go 10 plus 1 that the SEC didn't do it. But they didn't. There's no conference game or no non-conference games. So, well, yeah. As far as uh, BYU's perspective, you know, to me, it's like you're going to a raffle, and they got some pretty good prizes. 
And but, then they got some decent prizes. But if you win anything, you'll take it. Yeah. One time my sister was at a big fancy uh, thing, and they were giving away prizes, like uh, you know, trips to Puerto Vallarta. And uh, she got uh, what she thought was a sandwich. <laughs> and she's, a sandwich? What do you mean sandwich? <laughs> you're getting trips to Tahoe and, <laughs> yeah. and all, all this stuff. And you're going and she down thought the, originally that it was a sandwich. She's like, what, 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 a sandwich from what? Where? What am I going to do with a sandwich? Well, she went up to get her sandwich. It was a sandwich. <laughs> that was worth over $100. <laughs> Not a sandwich, a, <laughs> a sandwich. She got a golf club. <laughs> Not a meatball sub. No. Now, it wasn't a trip to Vegas or what have you, whatever they were giving away. But if you walk out of there with a sandwich that is worth uh, over 100 bucks, you know, at the very least, at brand new, you can take it in and, and trade it in for something else that you want, maybe an article of clothing if you're not a golfer. And she laughs at that, that she thought it was a sandwich. No, it was a sandwich. So right now, Western Kentucky is a sandwich. It's not a driver, but it's a sandwich. Well, they went to uh, they went to Arkansas and won forty five nineteen. I know Arkansas is the bottom of the SEC, but they blasted them last year. Lost to Louisville. It doesn't matter. Even if they had lost, if they were zero and twelve, it doesn't matter. It's a game. It's a game. So I games. wonder in in the uh, in the old world order, this would have had ESPN U written all over it. But uh, Halloween night, ESPN's not going to have any Major League Baseball, and they're not going to have. Uh, uh, what, maybe they'll have one NBA playoff game at that point? It'd be conference finals or NBA finals? Yeah, finals oh, no, 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 no. Finals oh, in no, no, mid-October. Finals over. They'll yeah. be done, yeah. They're they'll done. be done with the NBA. Uh, they won't have Major done. League Baseball. The NBA restart now, we know, and Adam Silver's talking about pushing it off till 2021. I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be the game on ESPN. Thinking there's no demand for it, but gamblers are going to gamble, PK. Put a college football game on. Well, if you can start it around 6 o'clock our time, I think most people will take that because that's obviously 8 in the East. And, you know, BYU TV is all about the Eastern time zone. They're so huge. My relatives there, man, they spend all that time. They watch BYU TV almost exclusively now. Uh, they give you the times in the Eastern time zone. And so maybe that's the case. But if it's not, I don't really care. If, if BYU is playing on Halloween night, I will be ecstatic. What should you expect out of Mike Conley in Game 3? We'll run that past David Locke. He joins us next. Adam Ayers from Denver Sports and host of the Locked On Nuggets podcast. He'll join us at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.